Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coaster Kings A through Z. I'm Ian, and the letter of the week is M for Matterhorn Bobsleds. Whenever Walt Disney goes anywhere in the world, he likes to bring back something for the park. And so when Walt was on location last year in Switzerland and saw the Matterhorn, he thought, say, that would make a nice souvenir for Disneyland. Well, there it is. Not the real mountain, of course, because even Walt couldn't bring the Matterhorn back, but he built one exactly to scale, one one-hundredth, the original size, 14 stories high. When Disneyland opened in 1955, most of the park's five lands were separated by a significant amount of open space, the exception being Frontierland and Adventureland's well-blended border. Nowhere was this more apparent than Holiday Hill, a small pile of dirt left over from the excavation of the moat for Sleeping Beauty's castle that sat between Tomorrowland and Fantasyland. In 1956, the construction of the Disneyland Skyway added a metal tower to the hill and further highlighted the need for an attraction in this prime location right off the main hub of Disneyland, as well as a way to disguise the um, Skyway's metal central tower. Walt Disney's original thought was a toboggan ride featuring real snow, though this was quickly deemed impractical. The idea of using a small steel wild mouse style coaster, like the ones popularized by manufacturer Schiff, was also tossed around by early Imagineers. Eventually, Walt Disney's trip to Switzerland for the filming of the 1959 movie Third Man on the Mountain led to the decision to theme this attraction to the famous Swiss Matterhorn Mountain. Struggling to find out how to pull this concept off, Disney turned to ride manufacturer Aero Development. For the Matterhorn, Aero and Disney developed not only the idea of tubular steel track for a smoother ride experience, but arguably the first computerized block system, which allowed the ride to meet Disneyland's demanding capacity standards. Construction of the impressive wooden steel structure began in 1958, and the Matterhorn bobsleds opened in 1959, alongside a massive expansion focused on the, that corner of the park, which included the submarine voyage, motorboat cruise, Disneyland Alweg monorail system, and an expanded Autopia. Walt Disney described the, 19, the 1959 grand opening of these attractions as the second opening of Disneyland. It's also worth noting that these attractions were what brought the e-ticket um, to Disneyland for the first time, a term that's still used by um, many Disney park guests. The Matterhorn bobsleds consists of two tubular steel tracks, dubbed the Fantasyland and Tomorrowland sides, with distinctive layouts winding around the 147-foot or 45-meter artificial mountain, which was the tallest structure in Orange County at the time of its construction. The two tracks both feature an enclosed lift hill alongside each other, reaching a maximum height of 80 feet or 24.4 meters, a track length of a little over 2,000 feet or 610 meters, with the Fantasyland side being slightly longer, a top speed of 27 miles per hour or 43.5 kilometers per hour, multiple encounters with an animatronic Yeti, and both end with a thrilling splashdown into an alpine pond, which coincidentally acts as a brake and cooling system for the train's brake pads. Speaking of brake pads, each of the Matterhorn's tracks are able to run up to 10 trains simultaneously due to the ride's block zone system. Aero developed a system of brakes and drive tires along each track that break up the each track into zones in which trains can be stopped if something goes wrong. This innovation can be seen in most of today's major coasters, at least in some way. 
The Matterhorn has experienced a few changes throughout its over 60-year life, most notably in 1978, when the mountain's previously largely open interior was enclosed, and the ride's individual bobsleds were replaced with two bobsled trains inspired by those at Walt Disney World's Space Mountain. Alongside the new trains, an animatronic Abominable Snowman was introduced to the ride experience. 2012 saw the third style of bobsled for the Matterhorn, with the replacement of the two lap seat tandem style sleds that could seat up to four people, with sleds that feature three individual seats, again informed by changes that had um, occurred at Walt Disney World Space Mountain. Though luckily, no lap rollers have been brought over and an individual seatbelt still remains the restraint system. The 2012 renovation also brought a major renovation to the mountain itself. In 2015, another renovation brought an upgraded abominable snowman animatronic alongside refreshed theming elements. Throughout all of these changes, the Matterhorn has remained one of Disneyland's most iconic and popular attractions, and despite its age, it still provides a thrilling and unique roller coaster experience. It certainly is a favorite at the team at Coaster Kings. While it was the original Disney roller coaster and the original Disney Mountain, it remains one of the few that hasn't been replicated at other Disney parks, making it all the more special. In the coaster world, the Matterhorn remains important for its use of tubular steel track. While often misrepresented as the world's first steel coaster, Arrow's use of bent steel pipe to ride tighter, smoother, and more dynamic dips and turns revolutionized the coaster world. Arrow would use tubular steel to bring the inversion back to roller coasters in 1975 when they opened Corkscrew, and tubular steel allowed for the invention of the standing, inverted, and flying coasters. Even Arrow's final coaster, the Fourth Dimension Coaster X, has the core of the Matterhorn's track design in its DNA. While Rocky Mountain Construction's sophisticated iBox track has challenged Tubular Steel's domination of the steel coaster world, it cannot be denied that the coasters are what they are today because of Arrow's innovation to bring Walt Disney's idea of a bobsled ride to life. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope wherever you're listening, you can rate and like this podcast. That helps us out a lot. Make sure to visit thecoasterkings.com for exclusive park updates, for fun lists that we're coming out with, and of course, trip reports at all the various theme parks around the world. We also do have a full range of park and related merchandise there. Again, for Coaster King Radios, this is Ian. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you in the park soon.